Hello everyone and welcome to the Rumble series. So if you follow me on Instagram, you might be wondering what am I doing back on iTunes slash on the podcast because I did say on my Instagram stories a few days back that something about the Rumble series was going to be different and that there was going to be a change of format and not much has changed besides the release date, which I will add, is going to stay on Sundays from now on. I believe that for my schedule, this is going to be the best option. Um, so yeah, from now on, Rumble series are going to be on on Sundays. But other than that, nothing else has changed. So my original plan was to kind of translate these Rumble series into video form and upload them on IGTV. However, I did record it, I did have a few ideas that I went with, but it just didn't feel right. I mean, it's not that I didn't like recording or that I wasn't comfortable enough. It was just that it didn't feel right, it didn't go with my style, and I don't think it's the right direction to take right now. Um, I'm really, really passionate about podcasting and this type of recording, but I really didn't enjoy everything that entails recording. So as I said, it's not only recording, it's not that I'm not comfortable or confident, it's just that I didn't feel it was the right way to go. And so for now on, the Rumble series are going to stay here. Um, no editing, that is. Um, but yeah, for now, we're sticking to podcasting. So, um, for this week, uh, as I said, also, I'm going to be doing the Q&A. Um, a few weeks ago, I believe, I tried this thing on Instagram stories where people can ask you questions. And there were a couple that were very, very good. I thought they were very interesting. And I did write back and say that I was going to talk about it on the podcast. So here I am, a bit late, but here I am. Um, so yeah, I did really find them very, very, very interesting, um, especially if you are a teenager and you are going through coming out or are experiencing um, some things within your household slash with your family that are not going very well. I think this is going to be super, super interesting for you. So without further ado, let's get into the real Rumble series, the Q&A. So first question, which I think is kind of the most important or like the biggest question that I want to answer today is, how do I deal with a homophobic family? Now, no one likes to be in this context. No one likes to be in that situation. But sometimes, more often than not, sadly, we do find ourselves there. Even if it's not like extreme homophobia, but it's just these tiny little comments uh, that you hear from your family, from your parents, that you don't like and that you don't know how to change. Like you've tried and nothing is changing. So, first of all, what I want to say, and I want to make this very, very clear, is that I've always said that you shouldn't come out until you're confident 
and safe. So please, if you feel like the homophobia in your family is extreme and you feel like it is not safe for you to come out, don't um, break under pressure and don't come out. Even if everyone knows, even if everyone seems to be pressuring you to come out, don't do it unless it's very, very safe, please. Now, onto that second part of the advice I just gave, I said, don't come out until you're confident. Why is that? Because, as I've always said, if you're confident, you're going to be able to tackle those kind of homophobic um, comments much, much easily. So, what I'm trying to say is that in the case that you have felt like it was a safe time for you to come out, and even though you knew that your family was not 100% um, homophobia free, to put it in a way, but you still feel like you need to do it, this is something that you need to get out of your system and take the step, you feel confident, then by all means go ahead and do it. My recommendation is always to find a moment where you're all relaxing, the family is together, you know, like those chill times, and just kind of say, hey, there's something I want to tell you, please hear me out, and then just say everything, say exactly how you're feeling. Sometimes we need to be vulnerable. So just let everything out and say exactly what you are feeling. Now, be vulnerable, but at the same time, I believe you need to be very, very, very confident. So when you finish speaking, you're going to have comments, of course, for good or for not so good, you know. So when these mm, small comments come from your family, um, which, as I said, are not homophobia free, then you will be able to tackle them much, much better. You will feel better and they will see that you're confident and you're not breaking under their pressure, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm making sense at all. So um, that is my main point, that you should be confident. Do what you feel is right. And after you've come out, I believe there are two options you could take. Um, something very important to take into account is know when you need to fight your battles. So if the homophobia is purely because of um, a lack of education, then this is your opportunity to do something right um, and to try to educate your family. That is a very beautiful thing, something very important that you can do. However, uh, I don't recommend doing it every single time that you hear a comment or a bad joke. My advice would be tell your parents, tell your family whenever you're not feeling like a comment was right. So let them know that you didn't like that, that you don't um, feel comfortable when they say certain type of things. Let them know because sometimes maybe they just don't realize it think that they come from a they have, they were born and raised in a different generation and so the information the type of information that you've been able to receive is much much different from what they have received of course so take that into account and i think we sometimes have these kind of big expectations for 
um, the type of mentalities that your parents should have. And like it or not, the generations are different. There is a generational gap there that we should be minding. So bearing that in mind, try to educate them. But as I said, choose your battles. There will be some times where you can completely say like, hey, I didn't like this because the atmosphere will be more relaxed. However, if you believe that saying that, like standing up will um, lead to a fight or something that will have negative consequences for you, then I would say take a step back and breathe. Sometimes, I mean, I know it's not ideal and that is not what we would like to do, but we need to take a step back. We need to breathe, think again that things have changed, luckily, um, and relax. So as I said, if it's going to lead into something that is going to have negative consequences for you, then step back, go out. If things get too overwhelming, just go outside, go for a walk, go to your room, um, listen to some music, do something that is going to relax you. Um, and most importantly, I would say is talk to someone, um, to your best friend, to whoever it might be, just find that one safe person that you can explain what is going on. And even if they don't give you a solid piece of advice, uh, because sometimes the only thing that they can tell you is, yes, I understand, I feel you, because there's nothing else you can do, but at least you've let it all out. Also, if that works for you, it does for me for sure. So if it does for you as well, take a piece of paper and write it there. Um, leave your emotions there. Um, I don't know, write a song if you're a songwriter. Do something that will help you get it out. But express your feelings, whether it's on paper, whether it's over text, over a phone call, whatever it might be, just talk it out. Seriously, you need to get that out of your system. Otherwise, the frustration and the anger is just going to stay. And I guarantee it's not good and it's not going to help benefit your relationships with your family which is what you need at this stage so yeah step back breathe think again and just leave the situation just leave otherwise it's going to get fired up and you don't want that now in the event that um the conversation was calm and in, at the time that they've made that particular comment, you feel like it is right to say something, then do it and use this moment um, to educate them and give them facts. That is why I've been saying that you need to be confident uh, because the more confident you appear, the better impression they'll get in the sense that they will know that you are for real, that you know what you want, you know things you can state the facts and don't get fired up don't get angry don't get because that is only going to affect you and even if they are not angry or they just made it in like a chill moment like they just said something they shouldn't have in while you were having a chill conversation is that making sense at all i'm really sorry um but don't get fired up because then that will evolve again in a fight because the other person will also get fired up again so stay put stay chill 
and just state the facts say this is not right because this isn't this or I do not feel like this is right and I feel like this is offensive because blah 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 so the more more confident you appear the better it will be and the more helpful uh, remember that you are educating other people you are trying to be helpful um, it is very easy as I said to get angry and to get frustrated and it is normal to get to that stage but the again I've been saying this for I don't know like 10 minutes already I'm really sorry but the calmer you are the better everything will go for sure and if it's something that you've told them already and they haven't changed um, I would say either let it go uh, even though it's not the best thing to do but just let it go or just remark like remember that I've told you this is not something I like that's it um, but like it or not, they're your parents, you have to live with them, um, you have to stay with them 24-7, I mean not 24-7 for real, but you understand what I mean, and overall also think that this is a process, it has been a process for you to understand what's going on with yourself, allow them that time as well to get used to it, sometimes it is not easy for them, and I really hate to be saying this because I feel like I'm giving them the power, right? As I mean, we are always saying like um, our coming up processes are led by the straights, by what they think and and yeah. But give them time, all right? At the end of the day, they are your parents and they will come to terms with it. Try to help them as much as you can, but know how to choose and pick your battles. That is it. I hope that made sense. Now, on to the second question, which was very, very related to the first one. And it is, how do I talk to my little cousin about the community? Um, put little cousin, say, um, I don't know, any other relative who is younger than 12, for example, right? So how do we talk to little kids about LGBT issues? Now, we have a big advantage here, and it's that they have still not been corrupted, quote-unquote, right? But they are still kids, and they are still learning. They do not know how to fully um, kind of think if it makes sense they are still learning how to reason they don't have the ability to reason 100% developed so they are still learning and based on that based on these experiences as they grow up and when they go through their teenage years then they will learn how to reason and they are still learning as I said what is good what is bad um what's right what's wrong etc so here you have a very good opportunity to help a kid grow up with less prejudices so i would say if you are in the process of coming out just sit down and say hey um just have a, a chat with them but remember it's very important to know who you are talking to remember you're talking to a kid a six-year-old kid a seven-year-old kid you're not talking to an adult so you cannot say the same things so what i would suggest is try to normalize everything and 
talk about things that they can relate to so that they it's kind of easier to grasp for them so just tell them like hey do you know how you have those type of friends who are like very very special and blah blah so you can say like so when you grow up you still have these type of friendships but sometimes they go a bit further um and do you know how there are some kids who don't have um a mom and a dad there are other types of families and kind of try to expand on that but based on what they know and just try to make it kind of normal if that makes sense so try to normalize it as much as you can and just say like well there's something that you feel and maybe when you grow up you'll feel it as well but some people just fall in love with other people and it doesn't matter like mm, who that person is that makes sense that is like the whole topic of that is the theme of the episode is anything making sense at all but i feel like you can you get what i'm saying just know who you're talking to and try to normalize it um if that person is not a relative or maybe it is but you are not in the process of coming out so it's not going to be like a heart to heart um then i think just as i said try to normalize it try to bring it up when it feels right um try not to make it a taboo for them that is very important and i think just try to correct them whenever they make um they say something that is not right because at that stage you can still help them get rid of certain prejudices so if you're a teacher if you're um a coach i don't know you're in contact with kids you have the opportunity to help them then do it educate them in this case it's going to be much easier as i said so just try to correct these little things and always speak to them based on based on things that they know based on examples that they can see every day so that they can relate to it more and understand it because remember that they're still kids and they cannot um think and process things the same way um as an adult could do yep so on to the last question this was not so deep in this case um but i just found it very interesting and hey it's learning more about the history of a beautiful community so the last question was what is the origin of voguing now i did answer that question and i said please everyone do yourself a favor and go um go on netflix and watch paris is burning it is a great documentary about the history of drag queens of trans people and the community overall right it is focused on the um, uh harlem scene in the late 90s if i'm not mistaken and it is very fun it is very 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 interesting um to know the community from its origins um it focuses a lot on drag and transgender people which i think is also very important because it is um they are a group inside the community that sometimes are kind of overlooked or you know like we don't kind of pay attention and i think it's very very important to bring that up now where does voguing come from no madonna did not invented in fact it has a long long tradition and claiming what uh, claiming one for the team it was the lgbt community that 
um, kind of invented, quote unquote, if that makes sense. So in um, the 90s, uh, the gay scene started to kind of, mm, it, it started, it started, full stop, that's it. <laughs> It was brought to life. Uh, so there were these bars where LGBT people could go. Um, they could, of course, not say that they were a gay bar, but people knew where they could go, right? Um, I think I already spoke about this in the episode about Pride Month. But anyways, they so the the LGBT people, they knew which bars were friendly and which ones were not so in those gay bars um they would have something called a ball where the drag queens um and it was very interesting because they were divided in houses and this type of thing so just please go watch the film and you will understand much better but um they had these balls where they would have different categories right that is why rupaul is always saying category is Blah, blah. in Rubble Drag Race you always hear that that is where it comes from, from the balls they did have different categories and they would have these catwalks um, where they would of course walk and show how good they could pretend to be um, the uh, opposite gender uh, so part of it evolved into um, shading and throwing shade um, so actually believe it or not Bogin was part of throwing shade so it was like the idea was that you kind of had to interact with your opponent and see who could like over shade the other person that does do you understand that I, I hope it's understandable um, and part of it was accompanied with these movements that were very angular very uh, straight so like um, yeah as I said very angular very sharp movement inspired by the models on Vogue that is where the name comes from before that it used to be called presentation I believe um, so yes and from that it evolved and then Madonna of course um, released the single and nowadays it is uh, a form of art and a type of dance which as an ex-dancer I can guarantee it is very much fun it is so fun but at the same time it is very very extremely difficult so that is what I have to say on my behalf so that concludes this episode thank you so much again for tuning in thank you for the patient um did i say patient oh my god i'm sorry thank you for the patience see it is not edited you can really tell um so yeah thank you very much for tuning in for listening um and so please leave a review um you might not think it does anything at all but it does help me massively so please leave your reviews if you do um share a screenshot with me and I will share it also in my story, so um, please do it. Thank you very, very much. And I'll be back next week on Saturday with 
another episode, which is going to be very interesting, might I add. I'm already planning it and lots of new things are coming and I've just been focusing on the podcast a lot lately. So yes. Um, so for the last time, thank you very much for tuning in and until next week. <laughs>